You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You love them, you hate them, and you can't stop talking about them. Announcers, analysts, pundits, they're all fair game. It's sports media mayhem with Alex Reamer. Time to let it rip. To another edition of the Sports Media Mayhem podcast. My name, of course, is Alex Reamer, and it is Thursday, March the 23rd of 2023. You can find the show, Sports Media Mayhem podcast, wherever you find your favorite pods. We are available on Spotify, Apple, Google. You know the drill by now. Download, listen, rate, and subscribe. One of our returning champions, Andrew Marchand, uh, returns to the show this week. I'll get to Andrew, a contributor to Awful Announcing, in a little bit. But first, let's start off with, uh, I guess, the big national sports media news of the week, and that is these pending ESPN layoffs. Uh, The New York Post had it earlier this week. Their ace media reporter, Andrew Marchand, that ESPN is bracing for big cuts within the next four to six weeks. And there are, quote, no sacred cows. People making even as much as seven figures could be let go. And Marshan talked about ESPN's contract negotiations with Chris Fowler, one of their ubiquitous personalities, lead college football hosts, uh, how far apart they are in negotiations over a new deal, which kind of signals the shifting financial reality at ESPN. And this will be the fourth time over the last seven or eight years that ESPN has undergone significant layoffs. They cut workers in 2015, hundreds of workers in 2017, uh, 300 workers, I believe it was, at the start of COVID in 2020, and they left 200 positions unfilled. So this will be the fourth round of layoffs in recent years for ESPN. But there's a bit of a different narrative to this set of cuts. In 2015, and especially 2017, a lot of the narrative was based around ESPN's business was failing. Linear TV was declining big time. ESPN was even portrayed as kind of a drag on Disney as a whole. There was speculation that Disney would siphon off and try to sell ESPN. But here we are in 2023. That's no longer the case. ESPN actually is now its own separate division of Disney. It's one of Disney's stronger divisions. It brings in three quarters of a billion dollars of revenue per month before an advertisement is even sold just due to cable fees. So ESPN right now from the financials is looking pretty good. So why are they bracing for a massive round of cuts within the next four to six weeks with no sacred cows? Well, this is because of its parent company, Disney. Uh, Disney is not in very good shape, uh, like most media and tech companies. Uh, Disney lost $120 billion in market share last year. It's planning to cut 7,000 employees overall as Disney tries to trim $5.5 billion dollars off of its payroll. I'm reading here from Deadline. The cuts are expected to be spread across the company's three divisions, entertainment, ESPN, and parks, experiences, and products. Marketing and distribution uh, is also probably going to be uh, consolidated as well. Um, So that's the important thing to keep in mind when we talk about 
this next round of ESPN layoffs and all the speculation and discussion that comes along with that. This is not about ESPN struggling. In fact, ESPN is doing quite well on its own. This is about Disney struggling and Disney looking to consolidate across all of its platforms and all of its divisions. So I know it's so tempting to write the think pieces. Is ESPN too woke? Did ESPN go too far in this direction? No, I don't really think this has anything to do with any of that. This is about Disney and Disney alone. And ESPN is owned by Disney. And if you're looking to trim $5.5 billion off of your total payroll company-wide, uh, people making high six figures, seven figures at ESPN would certainly seem to be prime candidates to be cut. Unfortunately, that's just how it works when layoffs happen. Um, and I think in terms of the actual ESPN side of things and who may get cut, won't get cut. First of all, it's important to recognize that probably the majority of people who will lose their jobs are not front-facing personalities. They're production people, staff, maybe some executives, etc. And that doesn't make it any better, but there's all the speculation always about, oh, like which sports center anchor is going to get cut, which NFL analyst is going to get cut. And yeah, we have Ron Jaworski, Trent Dilfer, some others uh, have been part of these layoff rounds in recent years, but it's really a lot of behind the scenes people, unfortunately for them. Um, but I go to a line in Andrew Marshan's original New York Post report about how, yes, there are no sacred cows, but the top names at ESPN are safe. So Troy Aikman, who makes $18 million per year. Joe Buck makes $15 million per year. Stephen A. Smith now makes $12 million annually. Scott Van Pelt makes a healthy seven-figure salary as well. He's viewed as an untouchable. So those guys, the biggest earners, untouchable. It's those who make a lot of money and don't move the needle, as Marshan says, who have something to worry about. And I think, in a lot of ways, this mirrors our economy right now. The rich get richer, and there's less room for everybody else. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And this is a sea change from how ESPN has conducted business in the past. Historically, and I learned this from reading the great James Andrew Miller book about ESPN years ago, historically, ESPN had a reputation of undercutting some of its personalities in contract negotiations because ESPN always believed that the brand, the worldwide leader in sports, was bigger than any individual person. That's why when Keith Olbermann's contract was up, he jumped. When Dan Patrick's contract was up, he jumped. Traditionally, a lot of big, big, you know, Craig Kilborn left years ago. I mean, I know I'm going back like 25 years, but, you know, historically, it was not uncommon for big names, big anchors to leave ESPN in the SportsCenter franchise when their names got really big because ESPN did not want to pay them what they thought they were worth because to ESPN, it was about the brand more than the person. Now, you're seeing an inverse of that. Yes, the ESPN brand is still the strongest brand in sports media, 
but there's a lot of competition. And especially there's a lot of competition when we're talking about things like Sports Center, highlights, news, analysis. Um, so now, and you're seeing ESPN's spending mirror this, the personalities are now worth more than the brand. Like, what is first take without Stephen A. Smith? I don't think it's anything, right? I mean, we, I saw this week that Chris Mad Dog Russo recently re-signed a contributor deal for ESPN. He's probably getting a healthy sum of money and does a lot less work than I'm sure some of the on-air people who will be part of these rounds of cuts. But Chris Russo, Stephen A., that works on first take. That creates a lot of viral moments. Uh, you know, Buck and Aikman, you know, I think the Monday Night Football ratings this year slightly down show that the announcers don't draw people. The teams do, obviously, but ESPN paid $2.7 billion annually for the latest set of NFL rights, two Super Bowls, Buck and Aikman, Monday Night Football. That's a huge, huge brand. And to ESPN, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman calling the games is a big part of that. You know, talk about Scott Van Pelt. He has his own brand, the SVP 11 o'clock Sports Center. You remove Scott Van Pelt from that show, from that anchor desk, and the 11 o'clock Sports Center is not nearly what it was. It can't just go back to a generic 11 o'clock sports center because the audience would would decline. It would decline so fast because people tune in for Scott Van Pelt. So it's interesting that historically a company like ESPN has said, okay, we are the worldwide leader in sports. You want to make X amount of money? That's fine. Go make that elsewhere. But now ESPN can't afford to lose Stephen A. Smith from its studio programming. You know, they're going after Pat McAfee, who's in the midst of a four-year, $120 million deal with FanDuel, right? So that's crazy. We read about these big cuts over the next four to six weeks, and simultaneously, ESPN is chasing Pat McAfee, and will have to pay him a fortune for him to bring his show and his content on board. But guess what? When Pat McAfee comes to ESPN or comes to your network, he is bringing a whole audience and a whole bevy of sponsors on board with him. ESPN is now chasing that because this is a personality-driven climate. It's about the people, not the brand. So two things with the ESPN layoffs. Number one, it's not indicative of how ESPN is doing. It's much more indicative of how Disney is struggling and how the overall media and tech industry is struggling. And it's also indicative of the fact that you read that big ticket names are totally safe. It's those who don't move the needle who are in most danger. That's because ESPN now is chasing the big ticket names because that's they, they are more powerful than the brand itself.